the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Generally speaking, something that I try to do for you is what I refer to as in-game coverage. Try to figure out where we're going. I focus a lot on some obvious areas of growth, A, because they're sexy, and B, because that's a very rich area to mine for story content as well as investor content. The way people are tracked online has been a cat and mouse game. But 2020 was a weird year for advertising and marketing. And it ends even weirder with Apple having the ability to turn off Facebook's ability to track you and sell that tracking information to advertisers. As a financial person who does seminars, I typically want to do a seminar in a wealthy, affluent neighborhood. It's not be me being cheeky when I say Palo Alto is a gold mine of wealthy people, probably due to its location to Stanford and venture capital and being at the heart of Silicon Valley. But if you're in Iowa, you want to find the best zip code. You want to find the richest houses. When I got in the industry 25 years ago, there was a CD that you could buy that had all the addresses in it. So if you punched in a zip code of, you know, uh, Beverly Hills 90210, 90210, it'll show you all the house numbers. And then you could print those labels and send mailers to the people saying, hey, come to a seminar. You happen to be in a rich neighborhood, and that's how I found you. No. <clears throat> Don't you want your retirement to work for you? So the, the packaging was different, but the targeting was still what advertisers you know want to sell. The ability to like know what's in your head gives the, the retailer – the person who wants you, an advantage in their head. It's been cat and mouse. Uh, Google and Apple have announced policy changes that have left the ad industry at a conundrum. Just because there are workarounds to online ad restrictions doesn't mean that they should be taken. Um, Apple and Google are hell-bent on weeding out everything in the name of privacy. And companies like Facebook says, we won't be able to be in business unless we kind of invade people's privacy. And you're like, well, that's okay. They shouldn't invade my privacy. Well, then you're going to lose all those pictures of your ugly children on Facebook. Or you're going to be asked to pay for them. Those are paid for by advertising support. So tech workers have decided, I don't need to work for a cool company because I'm working from home. This has been a very weird year that fashion events that typically have taken place in Paris and New York have moved to China. 
as luxury brands have shifted resources to opening stores and social media accounts focused on Chinese consumers. I know you're not picking all this up. I know that you live in your world and you're like, wait, wait, China's the high-end luxury is focusing on Chinese consumers, not American consumers and European. Yeah. Over the past several years, Instagram has become the advertising platform of choice, which is just fascinating. When we used to look at how advertising works, like I told you, this whole segment's dedicated towards when I got in the industry 25 years ago, you could buy a CD with people's dresses on it. You could send them a slick postcard. Hey, you want a free steak dinner? Rob Black's going to be talking, uh, as seen on CNBC, Rob Black's going to be talking about, and I would show up and CFPs would follow me and we would close business. Now you do advertising on TikTok or Instagram. It's a great advertising platform of choice. Um, and again, historically, how this holds won't be great because we always are constantly moving. When I tell you China is now hosting the fashion events, they're, they're now hosting the fashion events. They're like, aren't Chinese people shorter than the typical model? It's like, that's not the point. They're the shoppers. They're the shoppers at this point in time of the world. And it's interesting to note that because for years on this show, I've used the phrase, you know, America is the consumer of the world. Now it's America, China. But it's definitively included China in the last five years of conversation. So it's going to be an interesting year of 2021 because there's going to be a lot of investigations into privacy issues. And again, do you really want Facebook broken up? I will tell you from past analysis, breaking up a Facebook, breaking up an Apple, breaking up a Google would increase or unlock shareholder value and stock would rocket higher. Okay. 2021 is going to be a year of, if we do go back to work, when we do go back to work, what's that going to look like for the companies like Google and Apple who've let workers stay away for over a year? Again, they won't be quite as cool to work for because we've worked from home. So differentiating yourself in the advertising world I was talking to one marketing person over the weekend and uh, he's building a pretty cool platform. I'm not going to give way too much inf information on it, but he goes, trying to buy on podcast now is getting difficult. Like sometimes you're waiting six months to get onto the show or onto a hip show. So more and more people are moving in different directions of marketing and branding. Um, privacy is going to be a big issue. Major indices set all-time highs today. President Trump signed the $900 billion stimulus bill and government funding bill. Bullish momentum closing out the year. A little bit of a Santa Claus rally because last week we didn't really get one. Shares of Apple are higher today, up 3 bucks, up 2.4%. No major catalyst other than that it was the best-selling electronic of the year. Once again, they had it with the iPhone 12. Tesla's higher. Tesla's interesting because it's that big boa constrictor that swallowed a pig, and it now has to digest it in the S&P 500 with the acquisition of Tesla. So you own shares of Tesla now if you own any large cap fund. 
it's that's tied towards the SP 500. You probably own shares of Tesla. I know you're saying, but I want to own the Tesla and not the other 499 companies. Yeah, I get it. Tesla's success will be your success if you own the S&P 500 in theory because it's a market-weighted index. So that's going on out there. Last couple days of the year, you can find me online at robloxshow.com. Amazon's swinging to a lost day after having a big five-day rally. Don't, don't, you don't talk about Amazon for a short period. Um, sports betting stocks, DraftKings and Penn National Gaming, which have been big winners this year, which I told you about both this year. I think they'll both have nice 2021s as we reopen the economies and we go, man, there's some uh, tax budget shortfalls. And I, I think more countries and more states will legalize gambling going forward. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Last week, things were kind of flat on Wall Street. It's been a very dramatic year on Wall Street. We've come up with essentially five pillars to analyze the way 2020 one will play out after 2020 closed the year at record highs on all three major indices as of today, the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average. All the bluster that has been the political season hasn't really changed the outlook for stocks, has it? So in your head, start filing this away of, oh, yeah, I've been there. I've seen that. I've done that. Federal stimulus is one of the things we got in 2020 that we'll carry over in 2021. FOMC stimulus, Fed Open Market Committee, the bankers of the United States government essentially said, you know, we don't really see inflation as an issue. We see jobs as problematic. We're going to make money really, really cheap. And hordes and hordes of Americans refinanced their mortgages as well as took out mortgages which should be good for the U.S. economy going forward. Regularly scheduled lower payments. There's been a vaccine rollout that we feel pretty good about. We got to it in record time before the end of the year. And now we're seeing people regularly get shots on television and go, oh, that's good. Until one of them comes down with COVID because it's a new strain. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, boy. That's, let's hope that doesn't happen, right? So we got federal stimulus. We get FOMC stimulus. We get the vaccine rollout. We probably will have some divided government, depending on how the elections go in Georgia. The night the lights went out in Georgia. And it's already been the most expensive Senate race in history, as Republicans are flooding money in faster than Democrats, believe it or not. I don't know if that makes any sense, but having a family member who works in that industry of political expenditures, it's pretty insane how much money is flooding in. But keep in mind that we're also counting on no double-dip recession to keep the stock market where it is now. And so far, the federal stimulus, 
the Federal Open Market Committee, the Federal Reserve stimulus, the vaccine rollout, the divided government, the no double dip recession should give us a good medium and long term outlook for stocks. Short term, all bets are off the table this year, ladies and gentlemen. Profit taking could ramp up, um, which has so far seen surprisingly strong returns. This year, the S&P 500 is up 15.4%. The Dow is up 6.4%. The NASDAQ is up 43.2%. As in the last nine months, the world has favored high-growth technology names. One big influential Apple analyst said, there's no way Apple's going to make a car. But look for a deal with a car maker. Right? Dr. Anthony Fauci warned on Sunday that the country could see a surge in new COVID-19 infections after Christmas and New Year's Eve celebrations. Even as Pfizer and Moderna have begun the distribution process. So the five things we're holding on to, federal stimulus we got, FOMC stimulus we got, vaccine rollout we have going on. So right now, our questions for 2021 are on the government. Will it be divided or not? And will the retail sales numbers that we saw kind of as weak since November 1, will that cause a double-dip recession? When you factor it in with other government shutdowns and lack of holiday travel, you get the idea. Interesting note, the NFL is moving into the last weekend of the year. The NFL, as part of its recently completed collective bargaining agreement, is planning on extending next season to 17 games. Which gives us one more weekend. Something tells me a key critical player is going to get hurt in week 17 next year. and People are going to be upset. The regular season is going to take 18 weeks to complete because they get one by week, right? The Super Bowl is now typically done in the first week of February. It'll be done in the second weekend of February, which means three-day weekend, which means America gets what they wanted without really getting what they wanted. A lot of people wanted the day after the Super Bowl to be a holiday so they can get drunk, do gambling, sporting, betting pools, and drink copious amounts of alcohol and eat crazy amounts of ribs. Poor cows, poor pigs. Poor pigs, right? <laughs> it's, um, <clears throat> so if the Super Bowl falls on a third or second weekend of February, that means it's going to fall on President's Day. Thus, America wakes up and doesn't have to go to work on. Isn't this weird that we're talking about it? Like, <clears throat> almost gleefully. <laughs> and it's this time next year, right? No, no, I guess not this time next year. This time next year, plus the playoffs. But we're talking about like a three-day weekend tied towards the Super Bowl. And it's all about money, right? The league salary cap for 2020 was $198.2 million. An extended season would likely prevent the cap from dipping below $175 million for the 2021 season. Um, again, you just wonder how much your body can take because that's a violent sport. But I will stop being the voice of reason here. Let's move back to stocks, shall we? Um. One stock that I think is going to benefit from the reopening, and this is when I start talking very granular, and everyone should know that you should consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks mentioned, 
we know the airlines. We know the cruise lines. We know the gambling casinos. We've talked about reopening plays or stay-at-home plays. But there was one reopening play that really struck me as this might work out in your head for you. It might be that you're you're like, no, no, no. I'd rather do Southwest. I feel better about that than what you're about to say. And I get it. You, you should have a healthy amount of skepticism and a healthy amount of figuring it out on your ownism. Yelp could get a good review this time next year. They have been providing me with data on closures of restaurants, permanent closures of small businesses. They've gone into a different kind of survival mode. The widespread shutdown of indoor dining has weighed heavily on anyone tied towards recommendations of restaurants. Yelp shares have lost 20% of their value this year. That's exactly the kind of scenario that I'm looking for. Someone who's underperformed. Well, not everyone is underperformed. We've seen companies like DraftKings rock and roll through the recovery on a play on next year. We've seen the airlines recover somewhat. We've seen the cruise lines recover somewhat. We've seen hotels recover somewhat. Not so much for Yelp. We'll talk about that and more when we come back. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So one strong possibility is that 2021 starts with some profit-taking. It's that time of the year where predictions and, you know, uh, magic eight balls and crystal balls come out. I would not be surprised when you take a look at how well the markets have done in the U.S. The S&P, the Dow, the NASDAQ, all having major growth spurts this year. The Dow, the weakest of the group. When I look at my end-of-the-year finances, which I've done recently, I'm up in my real estate, my stocks, my income. It's been a good year. But you have to be realistic of some of those things are liquid assets. And some people could decide to sell. I started playing with the financial real estate analysis of one of my rental properties. And honestly, I think I should let it go. Tenant is out in April. And I'm like, that's a good time to sell. Been a great tenant, but you never know, right? Yelp was a stock that I was talking about before break as a potential recovery play on 2021. The shutdown of indoor dining has weighed heavily on anyone who does online recommendations. And they're right there. I've told the story once, but I'll tell it again in case you missed it real quick. Um, many years ago, I sat on the apartment floor of a Friday night get-together and talked to the CEO of Yelp, not knowing he was going to be the CEO of Yelp. He pitched his idea to me. Later that night, me and my girlfriend were rambling, robbling, talking. And uh, the Robble turned to, what'd you think of him? How's this company going to be? I was like, I don't get it. Yellow pages on the internet. 
And I didn't see that he was going to be basically blackmailing small businesses to pay for play on positioning on online reviews. Yelp shares have had a pretty rough go of it. Yelp is trading for a modest two times estimated forward sales, which is pretty modest when you look at companies that are in similar situations. Now, sometimes you look at price to earnings on companies. Sometimes you look at price to sales. Sometimes you look at EBITDA. You're going to develop a metric that is is important to you, intrinsic book value maybe for your financials. But when you take a look at pandemic numbers, it doesn't hurt to group similar companies together. It may not help you, but it doesn't hurt you. So when you take a look at Yelp, you're probably saying, let's take a look at TripAdvisor. Let's take a look at Booking Holdings. Let's take a look at anyone who's in the travel, leisure, restaurant kind of space. TripAdvisor does something pretty similar. So when you compare Yelp to TripAdvisor, TripAdvisor is trading at three and a half times sales, whereas Yelp's trading at two times, and Booking Holdings is trading eight times. Which one of them is cheaper? Cheap doesn't always equal value though, right? So I will say this, that I plan to go on a trip in an airplane in the next 52 weeks. I plan to go to a restaurant that I've never been to. I plan to get online and book a reservation for said restaurant. I plan to look and see like if the menu matches my dining taste. So I think Yelp does make some sense. For years, Yelp relied on a big sales team to peddle ads to mom and pop businesses. Now the model is shifting. Yelp has rolled out a self-service system that businesses can use to buy ads without salespeople. It's selling ads to businesses with multiple locations, including national chains. The company monetizes only about 20% of its leads that it generates from its home services division. It's taking steps to increase that total of monetization because that will flow to the bottom line and they've already got the customer there. Um, For contractors, there's been some lead generation tools like request a quote. I'm pretty easy. I had some pavement dug up in my home the other week. Basically I have a driveway that's starting to crumble on the edges of the city road. I know the city's never going to come fix it, so I had to fix it, right? Um, I've never done that kind of work. You know, basic construction I can do, no problem, but when you start pouring hot tar and getting a steamroller that I don't know how big steamrollers get, I don't understand how to drive them. They've got the funny gear thing. I'm like, I got to pay someone. Now, none of my friends that I reached out to on Facebook said that they had done any pavement work. <clears throat> Where do you go? You go to Yelp. And you're you're looking for the reviews that you're ever so carefully because I think it's fair to say some reviews are stacked in both directions. So Yelp is one of those places that you come to when you need work done. And we'll more, all get more work done and we'll all go to different restaurants in 2021. <clears throat> 
Revenue is down 16% from a year ago, but it's up 31% from the June quarter. Um, some analysts have started upgrading shares of Yelp. I'm throwing it out there as just, again, the more we learn to think about investing in pandemics, the more we learn to think about investing in normalized market conditions, in distressed market conditions. So COVID-19 vaccines are positive for the reopening trade. And we'll see 1 million become 2 million, 2 million become 4 million. And we'll look at the number of deaths. Where are we at now? 320,000, 330,000. And we'll start going, well, we've got a lot more people vaccinated than people who've died. And the numbers in our head will start making a little bit more sense on the reopening. And our confidence will grow. Again, could it all go to heck in a handbasket? One of the studies that, or not the studies even yet, one of the rumors is if you've had Botox, you probably don't want to get the vaccine until the Botox is out of your system. Face fillers, as they're lovingly referred to. But again, that's that's not even science. That's just a few reports over the news on the weekend. Yelp projects revenue for the December quarter to be in the range of 220, 230 million. Although recent shutdowns have investors worried about a miss. There's a retail Armageddon apocalypse scenario that is for sure real and problematic as Christmas is still recovering from Thanksgiving infections across the nation. I can't imagine that's going to be loving in the next couple of weeks. That's going to be bad headline news, not good headline news. It's going to bring up questions. But again, once we got a million vaccines, which we're at, I think the the sway of confidence should start swaying. This whole segment's been dedicated to Yelp and Rob Black's strong desire to go to a new city. And let's say I go to Shanghai. I won't know any restaurants there. Let's say I go to Honolulu. I won't know any restaurants there. They won't even necessarily be there, right? The ones that we've heard about, the legendary ones that people travel for. On Maui, there's an island, or not an island. Well, island Maui is an island, right, in theory. Don't get all technical on me on geography, please. Uh, but there's a, a restaurant called Mama's Fish House that is unbelievable. It's the coolest restaurant in the world, and it doesn't explain terribly easily. On the menu, I mean, it's not the coolest restaurant in the world because I know there has to be cooler. But on the menu, they tell you what time your fish was caught that day. So the menus are printed daily. They tell you where the longitude latitude was when the captain you know, snared your wind so to speak, in the food chain victory tallies. I'm like, I hope that restaurant didn't go out. I hope the locals picked up fish. I hope they stayed in business. Like, But Yelp will give me that answer in the coming months, in the coming years. And also, it doesn't hurt that Google is front and center in antitrust litigation right now. And Google's arrival in reviewing restaurants and home services, so that could result in measures that help Yelp. I've been talking a lot about 2021 being not the greatest year for big tech. Amazon, Apple, Google are all going to have to go to Washington numerous times to say why they're not evil big companies. So companies like Yelp, it doesn't necessarily come to your thought as, well, they're strong, but it comes to your head as if the government's going to protect them somewhat or if the company's going to make concessions to help them so as to stay out of the government's crosshairs. Yelp kind of makes a little bit of sense. 
So the broker virus figure actually on any stocks ever mentioned on the show. So one analyst came out and he said, I don't see Apple building a car. She works for a company called um, TFI. So Ming-Ku, he said, it's too early for anyone to know whose Apple suppliers for car parts might be. And he also said he wouldn't be surprised if the Apple car doesn't launch until 2028. Um, even though reports last week started hitting 2024. Ku has built a reputation for accurately revealing Apple's product launch plans before they really are known to the public because they're known to the supply chain. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com or robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, end of the year. What's on your financial mind? Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Five or so airline stocks <clears throat> would probably be made up of the best of the group. When you start looking at airline stocks and you're starting to go, okay, there's Delta. And then you can go through the list, right? Stop somewhere around three, four, or five. Same thing with semiconductor stocks. Same thing with video game stocks. You can always find another one. And that's where I think you tend to go a little off the beaten trail too often. You get into trouble. Some airline stocks are certainly going to be on a lot of people's what should I do for 2021. They differ like golden clay. I'll be honest with you. Um, you know how Tesla doesn't have the old legacy concerns that GM and Ford have. They're not paying people's pensions that retired 20, 30, 40 years ago. Tesla's like, no, no, we do 401ks. We don't cover, we don't take that good a care of you like they did. So same thing could kind of be said for Southwest. Doesn't have a lot of the legacy costs that traditional airlines do. And that may be your play. I, I don't know. Uh, in the 1970s, Warren Buffett famously bought TWA, who eventually goes bankrupt. The joke was TWA was known as Teeny Weeny Airlines when it was all said and done, right? And he was out of that industry for a long time. But it's noteworthy that he got back into it pre-pandemic and during the pandemic. His voice carried a lot of weight with airline stocks. Now, airline stocks are recovering with the vaccine approvals. As there's hope for travel, there's no longer bargains to be had on airline travel. The sector's up 39% since early November versus up 13% for the S&P 500. So money's already flowing into a sector that's had a lot of turbulence. Domestic travel is about 35% of what it was pre-pandemic. International's down more than 80%. $15 billion cash infusion saved the airlines, right? 
or do they need more? So will there be more furloughs? It's a big question of the path to profitability, the path to ramping back up through the economic rival, revival of 2021, and then rival their success of previous years. The airlines had it going pretty good in 2018, 2019. They had it going pretty good. We were doing stories on this show on a regular basis talking about, oh, and they're raising the price of luggage. Luggage used to be $5 a bag. Then it went to $10 a bag. Now it's $25 a bag. Now it's going to be up to how much is it going to be? For me, I almost want to buy clothes in my destination than pay to, 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 pay to send my non-vacation clothes on vacation with me. That's how crazy it got with the, the, the fees tied towards baggage, right? A lot of these companies are priced for a V-shaped recovery. So that's where you need to be very cautious. Pricing is expected to recover to the tune of about 80% of 2019 revenue into 2022. So that's a reasonable time frame. We're already at 2021. You're days away from it. No. Airlines have done a good job of slashing operating expenses. So they should come into a recovery leaner on their balance sheets. Leaner means meaner, right? They've cut their... They've worked on a bloated debt load. So they've been recapitalized by the federal government. If the carriers can stay disciplined about restoring capacity and not hitting price wars just to get butts in the seats, there's some winners to be had here. And your players are, again, always go with like the list of five. And then after you get more than that, you're like, really, do I need that many more? Delta Airlines is a bet on business and international recovery. Southwest Airlines would be a bet on domestic leisure class uh, that could gain share in new markets. Then you start getting into foreign carriers like Allegiant Travel. They're a budget carrier heading for profitability. Ryanair was a low-cost leader with strong finances similar to Southwest you're like, but, but, but how about I just play Boeing? You can play Boeing if you want. That's another one for sure. But you have to come up with reasons yourself. <laughs> Delta being a play on business and international travel. Um, they get better margins on that. They've amassed $25 billion in cash and liquidity, and it's one of the strongest transatlantic route structures, including flights out of its hub out of Atlanta, busiest airport in America. So I can make a case for Southwest. Southwest is the strongest domestic carrier. They fly places that I want to go. They have 34 of the highly fuel-efficient planes, the 737 MAX. They have an order for another 48. So they're going, you know, PR be damned, we're going forward with the 737 MAX. It's going to save us money on our flights. So... Carrier's balance sheet is pretty ironclad, and they've come out of – they've had 25 straight years of profitability in an industry that's not known for being consistently profitable. They're working with different platforms. Um, so it trades at premium right now, but it's also a premium company in an industry that's been bumpy. I brought this up as a way of you have to learn how to analyze on your own and – Learn how to compare is a gift. 
to the intelligent investor. Find me online at robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing more.